Diamonds in your eyes My logic's to my She knows it Yeah, nobody owns it Quite like you Devil in disguise Got me hypnotized She knows it Yeah, nobody does it Quite like Hello, beautiful, wonderful people of the world. How are you today? How are you feeling? If you're not feeling well, then I want you to ask yourself, what, what way do I want to feel? What do I want to feel? Do I want to feel sexy? Do I want to feel desired? Do I want to feel loved? Do I want to feel important? Do I want to feel luxurious? Mm, do I want to feel juicy? Juicy, juicy, juicy. Oh, gosh, do not play with me. I will tell you all kind of feelings. <laughs> oh my gosh, one day I wanted to feel wealthy. And this has nothing to do with our show, but maybe it does. And I'll tell you what the episode is about to be about. Um, I wanted to feel wealthy. And so... I started out with just a pen, literally a pen. It's, it looks so expensive. It writes like pure magic. And I was like, I'm going to start here. Of course, I asked myself, what would you like to wear today to feel the wealth, to feel the abundance? So I like to step into the feeling and the vibration that I so desire. And you know what's interesting? Because today's topic is online dating and merging your hopes and dreams. OMG, because I see I see a running theme here of that potentially being a problem and also how that can create self-sabotage between you and your new muse or your multiple muses, because <laughs> you might have more than one if you're dating. And you know, people like to ask me to like, Elsie, like, what do you think about if I'm dating like six people? Okay. That's a lot. Hold on. Okay. Maybe, maybe like five. <laughs> I, I mean, at this point you're retired. If you're, if you, if you have that much energy to go around, <laughs> you're probably in your twenties or you're retired because I, I can't like, I had, there was one time where there was like four or five people at one. And I was like, I just can't, it's a lot. It's a lot. I just can't like, I'm going to have to pick who's the top three right now. And then, you know, what really makes an, uh, another difference is who's available, who is making themselves available to communicate, right? Like that definitely is important because you don't want to be available for unavailable people. No, we're not doing that. Are we? Mm -mm. No, 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 no. You're not doing that in 2023 because if you are guilty if you're a guilty party and knowing that you've been available to unavailable people in the past, then you almost are not allowed to make yourself available to those people, if at all. And you do want to give them some leeway. Like some people will be like, oh, I'm not a texter, but I'll get on the phone with you. Okay, that's cool. We'll get on the phone. How often will we be getting on the phone? You know, um... How busy are we? Are you traveling? Are you a traveler? And there, there was, there was this, uh, I have a client 
And we were in a session together and she's doing online dating and she was getting my Elsie's advice. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what my, um, that's what my show used to be called back in the day in 2004. So, so she asked me, she's like, okay, two questions here. How many of them are you fucking right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Dare we even say it that way? So trashy. How many of them are you connecting with sexually? <laughs> are you letting go inside you? Mm, hello. Where, where are we going with this, Elsie? <laughs> I don't know. You might, you might want to stay with me. No. Um, so that was, that was one question. And the second question is, you know, if, if let's say he is he, them, they, right? She, let's just say, but in this scenario, it's my client and she's heterosexual. So, okay. So there's this guy and he's like, oh, you know, I'm not a texter, but I'll get on the phone. And he mentioned his career and where it's going. He's in his forties and he is entering in this even new field, a new career. And her thought process was, well, where do I fit into that equation? Where like, so she felt like just kind of closing it out, ending it, or I tried, I, I, I spoke to her and I said to her, why don't you, um, you know, ask him how with his newfound career and the things that he's working on right now, how does he see it fit um, and how he'll be having a relationship and maintaining a relationship within that scope, within that range, right? And so there was this other guy that she was also talking to, about six people, right? Just talking, just talking to Chen, getting to know one another. And he laid it all on the line. Like, this is what I'm doing right now. I need someone who, you know, can understand and can be solid with this type of experience. And it looked like a lot of him being unavailable, <laughs> I know, but you know, he has school and a career, um, a full-time job. He's also going to school for his post grad and you know how that is. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. Right. And, and I definitely do. I was, you know, so I, I get it. And then what else did he want to do? And then he would start his business. And so it's, it's like, he has a lot going on. How can he make room? And Someone who's also have, who has a lot going on could make room for something like that because they'll be like, well, yeah, when you're busy, I'm busy. I, I could find something to do. I can, you know, create or go somewhere, <laughs> right? And she'll find somewhere to go or do something. However, for a woman who has had a past of dating unavailable people or married to an unavailable person or had a family member who was unavailable when they were growing up. And that's what started this whole shebang. She would not thrive in an environment with someone who's not available. She's actually going to start to feel like drained from her life force and really just like sucked out. You know, she really would need someone who is available. So putting her in that kind of situation with someone who's really busy, has a full-time job and goes to school full-time, like that's not the right place for her to be, okay? So we look at that, right? Like when you are in the online dating space and you are considering merging your hopes and dreams 
or even merging yourself with this beautiful, amazing person, right? Because you found the needle in a haystack. <laughs> oh God. Doesn't it feel like that sometimes? It's a needle in a haystack, my friends. My uh, my clients will tell you, I'm sure you already know. You're like, oh, one, one. I don't want to lose this opportunity. Okay, how can we make this work? Or, you know, does your schedule align with my schedule? Can we FaceTime? Can we talk? Can we hear each other's voice? Can we text, you know? And so this one guy, he, he said, I'm not a texter. And they had also a time difference. So with time difference, you need not, to, well, yeah, time difference, but uh, you also in different cities, you need to have some texting, I would assume, if you want to feel good about this relationship, because you're not always going to be able to jump on the phone. And it is nice to have voice notes and, you know, throw on your sexy voice and do the thing thing. I'm not doing it right now, but, um, you know, let me tell you a funny story about that. <laughs> when I was 15 years old, okay, I had a sex operated voice. <laughs> I didn't mean to, of course, I didn't even know what that was. I mean, I don't, I, I guess I kind of did know what that was, but I was my first job, right? McDonald's <laughs> drive through Okay. And I was taking orders and it was around when my high school was university high school in Orlando, Florida. Shout out to Orlando. Oh my God. Yes. I miss you guys. I love you. And yes, I do miss Orlando. Of course. Of course. Some of you asked me, of course I do. I love Orlando. Oh gosh. I just felt like I needed a break. I felt like I needed to thrive. I felt like I needed to shake some things off. I need, it definitely needs to shake off a relationship that was driving me insane. And yeah, I just needed to find myself, my new self, you know, because I have, how old was I at that time? Um, I don't know. It was 2020. However, I'm 40 now. So you figure those numbers out. <laughs> so yeah, like at 38, I'm like, listen, I'm not doing this. I I don't, you know what I said to myself? Oh my God, are you ready for these, this language? Do I even say this on my podcast? I told my partner, I was like, I'm afraid that I'm going to die before I know what it feels like to be loved. Oh, can you feel that right there? Damn. Oh God, that version of myself. I love you. I'm so sorry. You had to go do that. That's some bullshit. Oh gosh. I have my left hand on my chest right now. I'm like, I'm feeling you right now, girl. I'm here for you, girl. Um, of course I don't feel any of the pain from that time frame, but you know, it was just, I was just like, I'm, I can't do this. I want to know what it feels like to, to feel loved before I die. Like, man, life is so short. You don't know when you're going to die. I don't want to die and, and not know what it feels like to have someone love me unconditionally. Oh my gosh, without restrictions, without creating drama in their own mind. You know, I remember uh, that that particular person asked me, um, what, what do you need from me? And I said, I need mental stability from you. Oh, isn't that some real shit? It was so mature of me to say that. I was like, oh my God, I actually said it. I was thinking it all this time and I didn't want to insult him, but I need, I, and also, to be honest with you, I didn't really realize what it was until I did. And then I, I finally just said it weeks, 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 weeks later after processing because things were so sensitive, you know, um, and, and 
you have to, and, and this is regardless when you're talking to a woman or a man or, you know, a human, you have to understand their characteristic, their personality, their character, and say things without insulting them, but telling them the truth. And, and sometimes that can be so challenging, right? Like it could be so difficult to be able to do something like that. I get it completely. I do feel like when two people are absolutely mature and loving and kind and gentle to each other, when they come with that energy space, damn, you could get so much done. You can share so much of yourself with each other. And so when we bring it back to the online space, you're like, is this person mentally and emotionally mature? Oh my God, that is the real deal question, right? And I remember someone asking me, oh, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking to date someone closer to my age. And I'm like, oh my gosh, me too. <laughs> and they were like, um, what, what did they say? Oh, about dating younger people. I'm like, me too. No more younger people for me. <laughs> right. And it was crazy because I think he was taken back by it. I'm not quite sure to be honest, but then I realized as I, I was there and I said it outside of my mouth, I'm like, Oh, this seems like I date a lot of young people, but I really don't. <laughs> but, you know, there was this one 25-year-old and they it was me and my partner were having a little bit of a break. Now, I wasn't supposed to be going dating anyone, obviously, but we were just having like a little break. And this 25-year-old was like approaching me and I was just like, I think I just needed to know one thing and here's, here's what happens because with the way that I was treated and with the things that I went through, it would, it would have been very easy for someone who doesn't have self-control, obviously, um, or not, that's not obvious, but I keep saying that, um, someone who doesn't have self-control would have easily been swayed and entertained this just even on a fuck buddy level, like just to see what that was about. But I did not do that. I literally was like, you know what? To get this whole silly ass idea out of my head, <laughs> I'm going to ask him one question. And I asked him about his career and what he wanted to do. And he said, I don't know. And I thought to myself, I ain't fucking with you. And here's why. Okay. Here's why. Because I, a man who doesn't know who he is or where he's going is a man who needs to learn and search and be in that space. And I, the kind of person that I am, can I don't feel safe in that kind of environment of the unknown when it comes to your foundation. If you don't know what your foundation is or you don't know where you're headed, Hell no, ain't nobody trying to give my mind, heart, body, and soul to this whole situation. Absolutely not. That is absolutely the wrong thing to do. No, thank you. Bye. Right. And it, it's, and it's not being mean. It's just being real, real with yourself. This is the self-love podcast. Is it not? Are we not having a self-love therapy session? <laughs> So that's why I have to tell you this, because we, this is all about self-love, to be honest with you. I know the topic today is dating and merging your hopes and dreams or being married and merging your hopes and dreams. And we'll talk about that too. 
So, and you know what? Let's just jump into that. Merging your hopes and dreams. So I highly recommend that as you all are dating each other, and even if you're married, because I, yeah, I've, I I do that. Like you sit with your partner and you say, these are my hopes and dreams. This is what I would like to accomplish. How do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? What fears come up for you? Literally holding space for your dreams and holding space for your partner's vulnerability and insecurities concerning that thing. Literally doing that. That's some mature ass shit, right? Are you available for a mature relationship, my love? Are you? I know you are. I can feel it. I can feel it through the mic. I can feel it through the mic. I'm going, I'm so extra today. I'm extra every day. Um, I mainly act like this when I'm alone. Sometimes I act like that. If, like if, you know, my partner's around or something like that, I might throw it in there here and there, you know, a little fun. Um, it, it wasn't always received though, to be honest. It's like, you know, when your partner forces themselves not to laugh and you're like, yo, how can you even tolerate this behavior? Like I'm over here doing the most, you know, I'm walking around here with my little outfit. I'm my, like I'm, I'm in position, you know, I'm soft. (laughs) My skin is soft. I'm like, I feel juicy. Like I'm making you laugh. I speak to you some kind of way. I flirt with you in the, around the house with your underwear on, <laughs> trying to see what's going on in there. You know, like I'm doing, I'm doing the thing. I'm very available, very open. And it was not received. <laughs> it's like, why is this happening? Like, what, why are you even walking around the house mad? Like, what is there to be mad about? I'm just, I'm like, I'm definitely not going to be able to go down tonight. Like he's just, it's, no, he's not available. I'm like, well, there goes, there goes oral sex. Um, you know, it's, it, or your, or the other thing is you think to yourself, I guess I'm not coming tonight like shit, or maybe I am just not around here. You know what I'm saying? So it gets tricky in relationships and you don't want to have these vulnerable, insecure conversations without having a strong foundation to, of trust, honesty, Again, vulnerability is key here because when you first meet someone and then you go into a relationship and all of a sudden you can't be vulnerable or anymore, or you ne- you never really truly were because you started that silliness from the beginning, then guess what happens? A loss of a loss in that area. So when we sit and we say to ourselves or we say to our partner, these are my hopes and dreams or our potential partner, these are my hopes and dreams, you know, um, how do you, how do you feel about that? And you can also say, well, actually, how do you see someone fitting into that, to those hopes and dreams? What's your thought process on that as well? I would, let's both share our thought process about how someone can fit into that reality. And, and it's, it's a, it's an illusion because the reality is not going to go exactly how they imagined per se. There are opportunities to pivot when you're trying to reach your goals, right? So it's not going to look identical to what they're stating, but they're giving you a broad spectrum of what the possibilities are. 
right? What they're going after. And so in the beginning, it's so nice. You know, I think something I would do if I was like out there is say, hey, you know, if I'm out there looking for love, I would definitely be like, these are my life goals. These are some of the dreams that I really want to make uh, come true. How do you feel about that? Um, Do you feel like that's something that we can work with together? You know, what are your hopes and dreams? Let's talk about merging hopes and dreams if that's a possibility. Now, obviously you're not going to merge everything. And what I mean by merge is, you know, it doesn't mean that your partner has to sign up for whatever job description you're signing up for. It just means that they can hold space and time and effort to putting into the love that you have and the bond that you have, making sure that both of you are available in the same city, for goodness sakes, as often as possible, even living in the same home. I mean, what is your dream relationship? Think about that. Like, what is your dream relationship? How does it look? How does it feel? What does it look like? Right? And so you might be, you might end up being like my client where she has a complete high sex drive. And the one of the people that she was dating has an extremely high sex drive, but it seemed like his was way far past. She had never met anyone way past her. This is like first time scenario. And so she's like, I don't think I'm going to thrive in that environment. It seems like it's going to be a lot and it's a lot of pressure to maintain him. And I'm great at that. Like I, I'm, I'm like, if there's the number ratio here, like if there's a 10, I am like a thousand, but this guy needs like 2000 and I'm just not willing to give that much. It's exhausting. So then you have to realize who is an exhausting individual (laughs) and what's not going to be a match for you, right? Or their theatrics, because we all each have our own character and theatrics and we love being playful and fun and we turn into other characters and, you know, maybe say something around the house and can you hold space for fun? Can you hold space for excitement and passion and desire? Can you hold space for someone's dreams? Can you share your concerns or insecurities that might come up for you? And so some things I want to leave with you today is holding space for the vision you both hold for your career and your personal goals and desires. Holding space. Please write that down, my love. Hold space for each other. Share your hopes and your dreams. Step outside the box if you are not really a texter, you know, maybe do a little bit more texting or some voice notes, really try to stay connected and make an effort or it will fall by the wayside. People will, you know, just let it go and feel like they are looking for someone who's a little bit more available or maybe you want someone who's available, but not so available because you're busy. So there's so many different uh, variations of things to tap into there. Another thing I want to share with you is their vision may you know, bring up vulnerabilities, fears. It might feel intimidating, you know, um, the fear that they might meet someone else on their journey after they've met you and you've been holding space for their dreams and then they find someone else, you know, because they're so busy. That might come up. So you cut the dating short. Here's some self-sabotage. You cut the dating short. You cut the connection. You stay alone. You open yourself to maybe one person and then you decide that you're going to let it go and release it 
And so there might be some self-sabotage tendencies that you have as you're on the online dating experience, or if you're in a relationship and you, cause you're still dating each other, you will forever be dating. <laughs> if you were in a relationship and marriage, you will forever be dating each other. And so you show up in this beautiful relationship. Can you hold space for each other's dreams and visions? Can you merge the two? What would that look like? Will you be committed to making it work? Also, get to know who you are before you step out there so you can see who's going to be the right match for you based off of your personality type, your career choice, your character, your dreams and your desires, things, your cravings, cravings that your body has and how to work with those things. Share all of that with each other. That's what I have for you. Journal. These are some ideas I want you to journal through, work through give them time and energy and love and support. And I will talk to you, my love, in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining. If you like this episode, give a five-star rating, comment, share, and let the world know that self-love therapy, the podcast is here and available to take care of your health, your self-love, your behavior change, and extending the life expectancy, our beautiful, amazing topics, our wealth and abundance, love, sex, money, business, and your career goals. All right, my love, I will talk to you soon. If you would love to drop by and write me a note at lcblast.com, click on contact. I'd love for you to join me. And of course, click on the blog because there's some free online self-guided trainings that I offer you in video and audio form. Go check it out and I'll talk to you in our next episode. Take care.